Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And this is episode five of Floral Couch Conversations. It's flying by. It is. We are already on the fifth episode. We can maybe start telling people that we have a podcast. Woo! You start promoting it. <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been promoting it, but not viciously. Yeah, not like on our personal accounts or anything. Yeah, so... It might be time. Might be time. It's a little scary. <laughs> it is to put ourselves out there, but here we are. Here we are and loving it. Yeah. Tell us a fun fact about your life. Ooh, let's see. I went to a Czech festival this weekend for the first time, which was interesting. I have a cousin who is technically Czech royalty. She's like a junior ambassador, so it's cool to see her there. They did a little dance and such. Do, do they have like delicious food? They do. So they go to festivals all around the Midwest, I'll say. But yeah, they have food. And last weekend she was in one too. And she worked at the sweets shop. So Yum. Yeah. I want to come. I mean, next time okay. they're in town, I'll cool. let you know. Great. Uh, what is, What's a fun fact about your life? I guess I'm wearing two different socks right now, two different colored socks. And on any given day, I'm usually wearing two different colored socks on purpose. I knew this about you. I also feel like I understand because what is the point in matching your socks? It like takes a long time. It also is just fun. No one's going to see. And I purposely buy colored socks so that I can mismatch them because... It's like a statement when yeah. you're forced to dress business casual. It's like your one statement. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with that. How's the uh, marathon training going so far? It's good. This weekend, I went 13 miles because the marathon is two weeks away. And the fast, the farthest I went was 16. Then I decided to take it back down from there. So each week I do a long run. Last week it was 16 miles. This week was 13 so I'm getting just like very antsy and ready for it to be done. Yeah. So much discipline to go on the runs. You just feel trapped it. because I like paid for this marathon. I have to do this marathon and I have to do these long runs or else I'm going to die during the marathon. Like last weekend when I was anticipating running the 16 miles, it's just so hard to balance everything, like get enough sleep Make sure you eat enough before and eat enough afterwards when you don't really feel like eating, but you really need to. It's hard. I'm excited to just be done. But you'll feel so good. Like I remember after your last marathon, you were just felt so accomplished. And there's that awesome picture that made like the newspaper of you at the finish line. That was line. so cool. It I was love like that such picture. a good like candid photo of you like celebrating life. I know that's because Aaron didn't want to hold my hand and cross the finish line. So <laughs> you had to do something cool. I just had to do something cool. Yeah success yep so speaking of marathons and exercise and fitness this week we it's just you and i Woo! no guests no accountants Room, just roommates at heart roommates at heart here on the floral couch we're talking about all things fitness and healthy lifestyle and our journeys through those things and everything that goes along with it yeah, we're excited and a little nervous, but mostly excited to talk about the journey that is fitness. Yeah, it's something that we both had different experiences with, have some different perspectives on, and we're going to share them. Let's dive right in. So speaking of your marathon journey, um, do you want to give us a little insight into your running journey? Sure. So I I was a basketball player and a lacrosse player in high school, and then uh, I played lacrosse in college, so I was always kind of 
fitnessy that way. Um, but I was never a runner. Like I never would just like go and run. But I started senior year of college. I had kind of some unhealthy attitudes towards working out and eating. I basically started running because I wanted to be skinny. I like thought that if I could run a million miles, then yeah. So it was like bad body image things. But I started running. I signed up for a 5K and I did that. And then I set, thought, well, if I can do a 5K, I can do a 10K. So I signed up for a 10K. And then after that, I just got the race bug and I thought they were so fun and wanted to keep doing them. So did a couple more 10Ks and then I decided to sign up for a half marathon. And so my friend Aaron and I signed up for a half marathon one day in January and the half marathon was in May. So we had a few months to train and I... A coworker of mine at the time found out I was running a half marathon, and he runs Ironmans. Um, run like he's run Ironman races, which is like a mar a whole marathon plus swimming and a hundred mile bike. Um, and so he was out running and training every single day, and he's a coach too. So I he was like, "You have to come out and run with me." So I started running with him, and I actually got a lot faster and a lot stronger running with running with someone else to pace me and kind of give me some tips. And so I ran the half marathon. And then after that, kind of kept the race bug going, ran a couple more half marathons. And I thought, well, if I can run a half marathon, I can probably run a marathon. And I swore I would never run a marathon, but signed up for it. And um, I remember feeling kind of the same way I am now, like just trapped, feeling like I have to run these long runs. And so I finished a full marathon and over the course of the, all those races, I think my attitude towards running shifted and it's not really a thing for to be skinny anymore or to like, I don't see it that way. I see it as like, I do this because it shows me how like strong my body is and how capable. And and after I finish a race, I'm like, wow, I just did that. And it doesn't matter to me how fast I go. Like I'm always just like, that feels amazing that I can run 13 miles and still like walk <laughs> to the car <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> so like running taught me instead of not liking my body, it taught me to love myself because I of all that my body can do for me. So yeah, I definitely get the negative headspace as motivation for working out. I've definitely struggled with my weight my whole life. I don't think my growing up exercise was definitely not like a priority. I played sports, so I was held accountable in like basketball, volleyball, softball. But I realized in college that I need someone to hold me accountable. So I started working out with a trainer and then I switched jobs and I got in this really great routine of working out after work every day and I set a goal of running a 5k even though I now know I'm not much of a runner like you are and was in like really great shape and then well great shape as in like the best shape I had been in but people started noticing and it put me in a weird headspace as almost as if I had so much more worth even though mentally I'm the same person but they put so much more value on me because now I lost a little bit of weight which I think definitely set me back from my workout goals, even though 
now I know I shouldn't let that bother me, but it was definitely something I had to work through, similar to your running to be skinny, just definitely a setback. Yeah, I and we've talked about this before, and I, many times on the floral <laughs> couch, I went through, not a, I don't know if you can call it a similar experience, but it was an experience where before I started running, I lost, I lost a lot of weight in, in an unhealthy way. And it was really just the people's comments saying like, you look so great. And people think that they're giving you a compliment when they say that, but it's like, well, okay. So you're saying that I was like ugly before or, and that's not what they really mean, but like, okay, it's just not. I completely agree. I've actually had this conversation and with some other friends and I distinctly remember this time where someone mentioned to me that my mom looked so good because she lost so much weight and in my head I was like she lost weight because she's sick like I'd rather her be more overweight like she was before and so I've like mentioned that and I I try to make a point to not comment on anyone's body image unless they're telling me that they've been working out and doing great things to try to like be more healthy, then then I'm going to compliment you because clearly you want that compliment. But if you don't bring it up, I don't feel like it's anybody's place to comment. Well, and it doesn't need to be like, wow, you look great. Like you should be like, wow, you look really strong or something. Right. Or wow, you can tell you've been really working hard or something. Yeah. Compliment their their drive, I guess, almost more yeah. than anything well, else. An- I remember one thing that stuck with me after I lost a lot of weight and I looking back was like not healthy and just like had the worst. It was just not a good brain space. And I like distinctly remember being at a friend's house and her mom said, wow, Emily, you're wasting away over there. And I know she meant it as a a compliment, but like, and even that is like supposed to be, you'd think intuitively I would be like, wow, that means she thinks I'm skinny. That's great. But that just felt weird to me. And why do you need to say that? Right. Because regardless if you're like obese or super skinny, like everyone's insecure. I feel like we just don't need to comment on body types. And you you really just never know what kind of headspace that person Mm -hmm. is in, how they're going to take that, what you perceive to be as a compliment. Another story is we were getting fitted for bridesmaids dresses for our friend Jamie's wedding Mm -hmm. and... We were getting measured and they take you into this room and they measure whatever spots that they do. And um, the lady that was measuring me was like, wow, you're so tall. And I was like, thanks. And I mean, people say that to me a lot, so it's not really yeah, crazy. I mean, you but are tall, but. And she just kept saying, you're so tall. I can't believe how tall you are. I'm like, okay, lady, say it once. Like, I get it. Right. And. And then she's, like, measuring me, and she's, like, you're, like, a good tall, though. Like, it's not, like, a football player tall. And I was, like, what does that even mean? And now in your head, you're comparing yourself to a football player. Right. And now two years later, I'm still thinking about that. And people say these things, and they don't realize. Don't, like, you don't need to comment. Like, you don't need to say that. Right. Why do you think people feel like they're complimenting people when they say those things? Oh, I think there's just this ideal to be like skinny equals good or Mm -hmm. like. But not too skinny because that's also bad. Right. You need to fit this. Yeah. Even just a few days ago, 
I don't even remember why, but the lady who sits next to me at work was like, I need to do this because I'm overweight or something. And she's like, not you. She's like, you're good. You're skinny. And I'm like, why do you feel the need to say that? I don't need to know how you're, I don't know. So do you think like some of it's that they're, everyone's so concerned with themselves that she's worried about losing weight. So that's all she thinks about. So she doesn't think that maybe you have your own goals or issues or whatever it may be that it doesn't even occur to her as something that could be offensive. It doesn't occur to her as something that could be offensive or something that I could be struggling with too or yeah. But to answer your question about why people think they need to be this certain ideal whatever weight or body size, it has a lot to do with social media, I think, and just like ways that we've grown up, comments that people have made. And also now there's such a thing about like fitness culture and Mm -hmm. starting with social media, like Instagram fitness models. And I was listening to a podcast today, actually, that was talking about how there's all these like 20 something year old um, girls who are just like going on Instagram making a video of them doing like some jumping jacks and some burpees and like putting it out there and saying, do my workout. I'm a fit fitness Instagram person. And they all of a sudden have like 50,000 followers and are branded as an expert when they have no knowledge whatsoever. And they're like telling people to eat like 500 calories a day and like putting out these meal plans that are unhealthy. Right. We know firsthand that that has happened with a beach body trainer. Right. Yeah. Beach body. Well, we've had a, a few experiences where we've known people who have reached out to us and have said, Hey, like, what's your fitness routine? And you say like, Oh, like doing a little of this, little of that. And they're right. like, well, you should try this beach body thing and have this shake that has a bunch of nasty ingredients in it. And supposedly all natural, but the idea of taking a shake, I feel like too, is just not sustainable for a healthy lifestyle change (laughs) in general unless it's like a protein supplement yeah I mean it it depends but that like we saw like tell the story about your sister yeah so my sister um did Beachbody and I've heard the really good things actually about the workouts but I don't know if the trainers are necessarily qualified to give nutritional advice because she sent me her meal plan and it was like less than 1200 calories a day which is like the minimum you need to sustain and she was also told to do workouts during that and I was like this is unhealthy one and either you're gonna binge eat or you're starving yourself and you're gonna get not good results right we she sent us the meal plan and we calculated up like the estimated amount of calories and it was not it It was was like 800 or something well it was really inconsistent like one day it'd be like 1000 something and then like the next day it'd be like 500 and it'd be right. like eat three almonds and then one chicken breast yeah and or half a zucchini and one egg <sighs> like it just it wasn't healthy like they're good good nutritious and foods well, but you need more than the that girl who was telling her this is not a certified nutritionist yeah not to my knowledge like i side note i'm a certified personal trainer Woo-woo. that was a uh, quarter life crisis move on my part. We can talk about that in a second, but, <laughs> but as a certified personal trainer, they tell you, you are not qualified to give nutritional advice. 
Like if someone asks you a question about nutrition, I mean, you can give us, give them this like blanket statement advice, but you have to say like, I'm not qualified and like recommend them to a nutritionist. Which was not happening. And based on the meal plan, I can't imagine that person was a nutritionist. No. Do you want to talk more about your personal training or do you have any other Beachbody stories? No, I'll talk about the personal training. So back actually almost two years ago now, I which is crazy, I had just started a new job and was working in communications and I was really struggling and didn't know if I wanted to keep being a writer and like work in marketing communications or what. I wasn't feeling passionate about what I was doing with work and I was all of a sudden just like, I need to do something that I'm passionate about. And I was seeing all these Instagram fitness people and I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer and we'll see what happens. And so I signed up to become a certified personal trainer. I did all the studying, took the class, got certified. But while I was taking the, the courses, I kind of came to the realization that at least the certification that I took, the it's the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and it it was really focused on like building muscle and kind of like geared more toward body, bodybuilding, bodybuilding. Um, at least that's kind of what I felt like. Mm-hmm. It was more towards like, okay, you start out with someone who's never even worked out, and then you like slowly build towards becoming a bodybuilder. And I that's just not. I came to realize that's not how I identify a healthy lifestyle when it comes to working out. I think that you can do whatever you want to do. So if you don't want to lift weights and you want to just walk, if that's what you want to do for your workout, like go for the walk every day. Like that's better than nothing. And if that makes you feel happy and healthy, go for it. Or if you want to run a marathon, go for that. If you don't want to run, don't run. If you want to bike, go bike. If you want to be a bodybuilder, be a bodybuilder. If you want to swim or do Zumba or fitness martial dance classes, (laughs) which we recommend to everyone, just do whatever makes you happy. And like, yes, a little bit of weightlifting is healthy and, um, or a lot of, a lot of it or however you want to do it. But I think there's so much negativity and like pressure of like going too deep into all these different things like running too much or getting too deep into body building and then you have messed up body image that way like you just have to do what makes you happy at the end of the day like as long as you're happy and healthy it's fine yeah do you think um in the future you'll do anything with your personal training certification um in the training space or just for now you're happy with the knowledge that you gained Yeah, I'm really happy with the knowledge I gained and I've been like I've created some workouts for myself and for my sister. I I just need to like get more practice and once I stop running I'll be able to have more time to like (laughs) once that marathon's under your belt, the second one. (laughs) I'll be able to have more time to like experiment, but I don't know. I maybe figure it out that it's not for me. Yeah. But you've worked with a couple personal trainers in the past. I have, yeah. Um I used to work out with a guy we named Nate the Great, and I, the only reason I stopped working out actually with him was because I moved, so it was like a 30-minute drive and just not worth going to that gym, but I really liked working with a trainer because 
it held me accountable. That was the biggest thing. And he was just super motivating. And we would just like chat and it would make me take my mind off the fact that this kind of sucks. Like <laughs> I'm tired, etc. But the conver- like we could just talk. And I think it's whether it's a workout buddy or um, a personal trainer, I feel like that for me is very beneficial. So I'm not just thinking about how much longer do I have to do this workout for. Since stopping working out with a trainer in person, I have now used the started using the app Ladder, which is basically I'm paired up with a personal trainer. Her name is Tori via this app and she checks in daily and I set weekly goals and she sets workouts and it basically tracks it and she's always checking in and we can video chat or she can send me videos um, of how to do something or I can send her videos if I want her to check my form, which is, and it's a lot cheaper than an actual in-person personal trainer. So, so far I've really enjoyed that too. Because personal trainers are expensive. They are. Like a hundred dollars an hour sometimes, which like if I became one, that'd be great, but. Right, but you don't get a lot of that profit. That's true. Well, if you, it depends on where you go, right? But depends on if it's a who big you gym. Work for. Yeah, yeah. If it's a big gym, then no. You get like seven dollars an hour or something ridiculous. Like seven hours, seven dollars I think for thirty minutes was what my trainer was making. Oh my god! And I was paying way more than that. <laughs> Have you ever worked out with a personal trainer? Yeah, actually, in high school, I had a trainer for basketball. His name was Doug. We called him Snoop Dougie Doug. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> Um, he, so I started working with him and then my dad started working with him too. So we would do like kind of team workouts, I guess. And it's really fun, but I, it's just like too expensive. Yeah. It's a lot. It's And now I can train myself. So yeah, you're certified. (laughs) But Snoop Dougie Doug's great. Woo. Shout out. I still talk to him sometimes. We're friends on Facebook. (laughs) So thanks guys for listening to our rant here. We, in summary, just be happy, be healthy, be more aware of what you say and how it can affect other people. Um, what you look on the outside doesn't really matter. It's how you feel on the inside. Cliche, but true. Very true. And this was a rant, but maybe relatable for someone. I have one final question for you, Emily. And that is, if we were to have your fitness journey be a reality show, what would it be called? Well, right now, I think it would be called Crawling Towards the Finish Line. I like it. I feel like I would watch that. A little turtle trying to run 16 miles and then eventually 26.2. I like it. I would watch that. Great. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for tuning in to the fifth episode of Floral Couch Conversations. Remember, we're on Instagram at Floral Couch Conversations. Follow us to be notified whenever we have a new episode and for some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content. And also, we are on SoundCloud and the podcast app. Feel free to like our episodes on SoundCloud and leave a review on iTunes. Hopefully five stars, but, you know, be honest. Yes. And if you are liking what you're hearing, tell your friends um, to tune in. Thanks. Bye. Bye.